What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Alright. I got some things to talk about. Actually, I don't know. I've been thinking about it a little bit. I'm thinking about it a little bit. Just within this, like, middle seconds, I've been thinking about it. <laughs> what was I saying? Alright, well, first and foremost, I'm in a confident wave right now. Like, I'm just feeling, like, really good about myself. Um... But I do feel like I've I've kind of taken a step into figuring out like what triggers that that good feeling. I've noticed something though, just within like these past seconds, because I was trying to figure out like why I've been feeling so good, um, and and then I was thinking about it and I was like, well, because at first I was thinking like maybe like I'm just like with the beard growing in and like maybe i just have like a spike of testosterone right now um and then i was like well maybe it's because i depleted my ego so much just working on myself so much that i became unbalanced but then i was like well no because right after the breakup i was feeling really good and then i was thinking about it more and then i was like well after the breakup i was I was so focused on putting myself back together, like keeping myself straight and not falling apart because, you know, it's difficult. No, it was a slow process. So it was it was actually better for me. And I'm sure other people go through it a lot more harsher. Um, actually, 100% people go through it a lot more harsher because I had like this slow break off. Like we stopped talking. So and we were disconnected. So it was already kind of slowly learning how to kind of be myself again um and not be in a relationship uh although there were definitely some things that were like shocking or or kind of threw me off that I I did I wasn't expecting um but yeah but I I had this slow kind of drift off so you know I just I just want to acknowledge that um there are definitely people out there who, who have it way, way, way more harsher than I did. So um, so I was very lucky in that regard. But nonetheless, I did kind of feel like 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 uh, like maybe I was on like this boat and then I was thrown overboard. But I guess I had like a life vest on or something because uh, I, I wasn't I wasn't so bad that I couldn't, you know, get myself together. But. Anyway, that's just how I felt. But there has been some changes. But as I'm thinking about it, it's like maybe maybe those changes are a result of the confidence and me trying to figure out what this confidence is. But also, it's like my 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 uh, you know I've been trying to change the model of myself, you know, and I say model because I've been learning about. Um, neuroscience a little bit not actually no no no. i don't want to say that because you know i've been learning ideas from neuroscience i feel like that's more accurate to say and one of those ideas is how we uh like what what is our i guess it's trying to i guess the goal of this guy i forgot his name but i think his goal is to figure out consciousness like consciousness why we are conscience conscious jeff hawking hawkins jeff hawkins the thousand brains theory um but anyway but i was just learning about from him 
this idea from neuroscience uh, in that whenever we, uh, or I guess, I guess, how do I say this? Our brain is structuring. So, you know, you know, I don't truly understand it whenever I'm, I can't explain it. Um, our brain is making models of the world and uh, and there's these synapses that hold a model of what a certain individual is and, and I'm sure a part of that is also ourself, like a certain model of what we are. Um, and I feel like I've been going through a restructuring process of what that model of myself is. Um, and a lot of that is actually kind of figuring out that I am more what I want to be than something that is set in stone. Um, and, and, and I see that in like, there's definitely like a certain way that I operate, but it's like using that op those operations, like that factory to produce a different product. You know what I mean? And so anyway, so I've been kind of thinking like, you know, um, I want to be more charismatic and more confident. And it's like, okay, there's something I've been working on. Something I definitely worked on following the breakup. And I felt like, like for some reason after the breakup, like it just sparked in me. And I, th I th I'm pr like, I was just so confident and able to speak and I knew what to say. And I still kind of um, feel that way. But it's almost like, it's almost like I, I can't be wrong. Not necessarily because I always say the right things, but I can't be wrong because most of what I do is kind of let go of what I want to say and just kind of pay attention. So it's very difficult to be wrong unless you're, unless it's, I find, unless you're dealing with someone who just doesn't talk or someone who just kind of is boring and, and like, I'll be sitting there trying to figure out like, okay, what's interesting? Like get like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out and it's like, I'll, I'll get like these, these sparks of it, you know what I mean? But I kind of feel like it's like some people are just very difficult to be interested in sometimes. And so in that sense, it's still weird. Cause it's like, it's like, I just kind of give up sometimes or like, I'll just quit. And it's, it's not like I'm not interested in that person, but it's like, if the conversation doesn't feel like it's getting somewhere, like I just won't have it. Um, one thing I've been doing is, which is weird because I feel like it's kind of the opposite of my whole belief in life. Although I need to accept that I am a religious person, I think, um, it's something that I just need to come to grips with. Um, although I'm agnostic, I am religious in the sense that I believe that there's going to be tomorrow. And so, uh, I think it's important that I acknowledge that and I start taking myself more seriously as a person. Well, not necessarily more seriously, but start taking, I guess, myself more seriously, maybe when I need to, whenever it's good to, and I mean that because, uh, you know, if I play too much, um, I find that I try to serve too much, like, I try to make everybody else laugh too, and sometimes it's like, things just aren't supposed to be funny. And that's something that, you know, that is okay. You know what I mean? Because, especially because, uh, 
I, I heard this great quote, and it kind of defines exactly how I feel about this. Um, it was, it was, uh, shoot, what's his name? Carnegie. I think it's Dale Carnegie. I don't have the book on me because I leave it at the house. Um, something Carnegie and, I mean, you, if you guys know, you know, you know what I mean? That's a big thing. So, or this Carnegie person is a big thing. He wrote how to make friends and influence people. Uh, and one quote he put in there was from Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King said, he was talking about a person and he was like, oh, that's a great person. And someone was like, well, why would you say that? He disagrees with you on this, this, and this. And he said, I don't judge people by my, it was like by my uh, characteristics or morals or something. I, I judge them by theirs. And so, like, I was just like, wow, like, that's that's kind of perfect because it's like you have to understand someone else and where they're coming from before you place judgment, you know. And in order to do that, you kind of got to take them seriously. Like, you got to listen, quit making, quit trying to, you know, make a joke out of everything and just, you know, pay attention. And truthfully, I mean, that's just that's just something right there that's already changed everything for me. Like, it's, it's so weird how you can be put in all the same situations and scenarios throughout your life. But just a simple change in your mental state towards it, those small things suddenly become big, huge events in your life. It's like almost every good conversation is this big thing. And I've had so many opportunities with the same people before and having the same conversations and they did they didn't mean anything near as much as they do now whenever i have those conversations so now i'm just trying to figure out how to get more and more out of every interaction and a lot of that has to do with with me now like i have to work on me like shut up listen but also being confident enough you know to to pursue these conversations and, and whatever so anyway so so yeah, but like I said, so I don't know where this change has come from. I don't know if this this these beliefs and these methods that I've been starting to use uh, comes from a growth in confidence, or if a growth in confidence has came come from these methods. Because before is like my methods was like humble yourself, humble yourself, humble yourself, um, because I was looking at my demons a lot. But um, I, I also feel like, and I wrote this. A little bit, which I've decided that that what I've what I've been working on, or not even working on, but just I've just one night I just decided to write about me, and I just titled it "Life," and I was like, "This isn't gonna be anything, any focus. This is just gonna be writing down if I feel inspiration to." Um, but one thing I wrote about was, you know, we have demons, and I've I've always been afraid to admit that maybe we have angels too, um, or that maybe we are also angels. Because I've been afraid to um, take pride in myself. But um, just because I fear being the person that's, that is blindly confident, you know. But it's like we're both, you know what I mean? It's like we have, it's like I've, I've, I've delved into our demons and my demons so much. And... And just paid so much attention, built such a strong relationship in recognizing those demons that 
you know, I've, 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 I haven't fed the relationship with my angels too. And it feels so good to say that. Um, but it just feels like the natural next step, you know, it's like, there's, there's, it's so interesting to me how it's like my life just takes me on these paths and it's like, everyone talks about these ideas. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, as soon as you realize it, as soon as your brain takes you to like this next place, it's like, you realize, Oh, that's what Jordan Peterson has been talking about. That's what, uh, Nietzsche was talking about. That's what Carl Jung is talking about. You know what I mean? Socrates or whatever. I mean, I don't know. Socrates, probably not so much Socrates, but you know what I mean? It's like then you start seeing all these things and, and everything that everyone has said. And, and then all of a sudden it's like it, it opens up these new doors of, of understanding. Um, and then even then, is it like, but is it you that opened the doors or is it like, is is it... Is it the fact that you opened up this new understand or have this new understanding that's opening up these doors? Or is it those doors kind of being, being, uh, uh, or is it you knocking on those doors or seeing those doors, um, unopened that kind of, this is a terrible analogy, but is it you kind of seeing these pathways that are introduced to you by these very intelligent philosophers that, led to the opening of the door or opening of the understanding, which is going to help you to just dive into the dark room, you know, but anyway, let's stay on topic because my brain is just working right now. Uh, but so, so yeah, so I mean, just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing like my angels now and I'm learning to kind of take pride in myself, but it's like, it's not, it's not, it's a different, like, it's not pride. It's like taking pride. It's like looking at myself and being like, yeah, okay. You know, you got it. Like you got something to you. So it's, it's like taking pride out of who I am, extracting it from me. And, um, and I guess taking a dose of it. I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it, but it is kind of like that. It's not being prideful, you know, it's being able to be prideful, I think. Yeah, it's it's like making it a choice to be. And then and then it's leading me to kind of this new perspective of who I want myself to be. It's like I see myself as a cool person, you know what I mean? That's like or at least that's 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 um what I like to be. You know, like if if I was to draw the perfect picture of me, it would be like this cool dude, just like chill, fun, likes to have a good time, but can be serious when it needs to be. Um, can have good intellectual conversations when it needs to happen, but can also just have fun. And, you know, someone who's confident, you know what I mean? So I see of myself, someone who's charismatic. And so it's all these things that now I'm like, I'm implementing, but it's almost like a, I'm, I'm giving myself permission which has changed everything. Like, I'll be at work, and if I'm feeling bad, or if I'm feeling kind of inconfident, um, and antisocial, like, I'll just tell myself, it's like, dude, just, you know, just be cool. Which is something that my, uh, my, uh, Renchi had said, Renchi, Mike, Mike Norvell, a traditional karate person, um, it was so interesting to see his pers- his perspective on karate because it made you confident about it. It was like everybody would, everybody, like karate is just the dorky thing to do. But the way that he would talk about it, it would be like, 
You didn't care what people said. It was like, no, this is cool. And I know it is. And it would be like, you're doing your kata. And he would just be like, just be cool, man. Just like be powerful. Like murder it. Murder. And he would bring out this energy in you that you didn't know existed. Um, the same way I talk about demons and angels that's inside of you. Well, angels newly introduced. He would talk about that murderer inside of you. That karate Jedi inside of you. And it, would, it just makes you feel good. Like you just, every freaking punch, you just pop, pop. Like you just feel powerful. Every leg block is like, boom. It's like make it, make the air bleed. He would say, he would make the air bleed. And so you would pop. It would just make you feel good, you know. Make you just like want to fucking punch something and kick things. It was like, it was like, oh my God. Like, I, it's so, like, I mean, I, I know I'm saying this and everybody gets what I'm saying, but it was like, he would drug you with his words. Um, he would make you feel powerful. And he would, he would take pride in that. Whenever you would make uh, effort into your kata, it was like, he would, he would light you up. Like, he would just make you feel good. Um, yeah. And he was also a scary dude, man. I mean, I was afraid of him. But man, it was like... It was like, how could an imperfect person be perfect? It was like, that was him, you know? An imperfect person that was like perfectly imperfect. It was like, it was like exactly what you need. Now, it's it sucks for him, but it's really good for all of us because, like I said, it's just so perfect. It's like this, this, this man and all of his demons are just like dragging him, but he's so, he just marches through it. Like make the air, ble- oh my gosh, like it would just, it would just light you up. And, and, uh, and yeah, it was like all this insecurity vanished. Um, just vanished. But, uh, I forgot where that came from, but, yeah, but anyway, so, yeah, so, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, because he would, and then he would say, he would say, and your kata, just be cool. So then you would, like, after you just, pa 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 like, kill th- stuff, it was like, you would just end it, and you would just go, And you would feel it like wow, like I just, I just did something, and now and you just saw me do something, and if and and I know I'm gonna tell you how you're gonna feel about what I just did, and yeah, just be cool. But anyway, so uh, I took that to the to heart though, I guess, or I don't know. I mean, it's just popped up in my life recently. It's 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 like this. It's like you know how things from your history just kind of show up out of nowhere sometimes that's exactly what it is it just came up to me from from like i don't know from the ether and and yeah so it's become something that i use daily because um i go through a whirlpool of emotion daily as everybody does uh and learn that if i just say that to myself like just be cool I just feel cool. I feel good. I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, it's okay to be cool. Um, it's okay to be confident. 
it's okay. Like, take that pride, you know. It's okay to be prideful. Um, and it changed me, man. It changes me every single day. I start walking different. I start talking to people. You know, I start saying good morning. And uh, it's it's no longer like a fake it thing. It's like, a, it's more like a take it thing. Like, I'm not faking confidence anymore. I'm taking confidence. And I'm I'm telling people what's up, you know? And, and part of it is like, I don't know, man. Like, it's weird. It's like, I've just become a better person. You know, taking pride. Um become a better person because I, I i it's like i'm starting to figure people out better it's like people are respecting me more and paying attention to me more and i appreciate that you know and so i reward people with my attention back and my genuine interest so like i'll, I'll say good morning and i'll be like hey guy you know uh some of my good people um my ic team i'm not gonna say their names but i'll say hey x and y uh, how's it going? You know, how you doing? And I know because they're going to talk to me back, you know, and they're going to pay attention to me back. And I'm talking to them as if we have this relationship. And then some of my coworkers, my main coworkers, it's like I listen, you know, and I like that. It's it's addicting to feel like you've like you're understanding someone. That's what I'm talking about. And that's why, man, like. I also notice, like, I don't like too much energy. Like, I know what I like. And I don't like too much energy. Um, you know, I like whenever everybody's kind of communal. Whenever we're all talking, we're all feeling good. No one's too dramatic. So it's like, it's like the perfect people, you know. There's nothing better than just having a circle of people. And everybody's just communicating. And by the way, that's why I love politics, because I feel like I'm a really good kind of mediator because I really, really, really try to understand people. And the best feeling I've ever felt was never someone reciprocated that back. And we disagreed on something. But I was giving her the proper respect and desire of understanding. And so... Whenever I came to speak and I was kind of talked over, she goes, she goes, uh, or she, it was, it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Josh, what were you saying? And I was like, whoa, okay, like whoa, that's 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 it. That's exactly what I want. And I said what I wanted to say, and she listened. It was like it wasn't. It was a different. It was a different reaction that she had to me than the other people around me. And I was like, yes, you know, that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm aiming toward. Um, and that's what I like. So then it's okay. I have her attention. What am I going to say? You know, how am I going to say it? Actually, it's more important how I'm going to say it than even what I'm going to say. Because what I'm going to say it's either going to hit her or it's not, you know, and if it doesn't hit her, it's whatever, you know. And that's another thing, letting go of that desire to just, because, you know, I start asking myself, why am I trying to make people agree with me? Why am I trying to tell people things? And you saw that in my kind of interview with Sammy. It's like, why, you know, I told, or not interview, but conversation with Sammy. 
I was talking to him about whatever I was talking to him about. I can't remember. But I stopped and I was like, like even right now, like me explaining to you whatever. I, I for, like I said, I forgot what I was explaining. But I was like, it's like there's there's some type of feeling of self-importance in there. And it's like, why? You know, if I don't need to, you know, if it's not going to make a difference, it doesn't matter, you know. And so I might start saying something. And if you're going to hear it, then you can hear it. But if you don't want to hear it, I have this, like, initial feeling of, you know, frustration. But then I think to myself, why do I need you to understand what I'm saying? And so I let it go. But it doesn't stop there because then you're going to say what you're going to say. And I'm going to work to understand what you're going to say. And then you're going to realize or you're going to feel this this uh, relationship that I'm building. And so then you're going to start feeling like, okay, yeah, like he's really getting me. You know, he's really, really, really trying to understand me. And even if I can't, like if I'm really struggling to understand you, like you'll know that I'm trying, you know. And in those relationships, then you start paying attention to what I'm saying. It's a long-term game. It's like right now you're not listening, but it's, it, the, if this relationship matters, it's going to be a long-term relationship. I'm going to be around you again. So as I start to build, we start to develop this communication where you, now you listen and I feel appreciated and I listen and you feel appreciated. Then we both gain, and that's addicting. Just getting over, getting past that initial moment, the minute to minute, getting to that day two, day three. Day three is whenever I really see the change, but it has to be consistent. It can't be someone that you see every once in a while. It has to be like, okay, I saw them today, tomorrow, I'm going to see them again. And that's whenever those relationships are getting built or destroyed. You can destroy your relationship for real. You can destroy. Maybe it's better to say it like this. You can destroy an opportunity for a relationship by just being uncaring, uninterested. But you can also fix it. You know, people are very forgiving if you're very understanding, I think. I, I And I say I think because... I I'm tr Because most relationships that I've been in have been with people that have to be around me so a lot of times they don't want to talk to me but it's like people that i guess kind of have to be around you are more willing to forgive you than people that you see once and then every so often um i don't really know i'm gonna take all that all that little s snippet out because i don't know um may i don't know I've, maybe some people don't forgive, but in my experience, I guess, in my personal experience, I'll say that because that's better. In my own personal experience, I find that people listen, or that if you try and understand people, it's like they forgive you. So, I don't know. And that feels good because it's like, could you ever mess up? It's like you always have that day too. And you're always going to beat yourself up for those moments. Um, like, for example, this person, she gets on her phone, 
I'm trying. Well, I we have this good conversation, and then she gets on the phone, and I kind of try, and I'm like, ah, forget it. And I felt bad about it. I didn't like it. I didn't like what happened. But then day two, she initiates, and we have like this really nice conversation. This really nice um, communication. I start to figure some things out about her that are interesting. You know, she wants to be a farmer and and whatever else. I don't know. Um. And so it's like, wow, yeah, like, you know, that's that's day two. And then, like that, it was like, yeah, like this is the long term game. It's like, it's like I set the seeds, and maybe I didn't feel like I was watering them enough. But it's like maybe I don't know. Maybe they felt that that I put the effort. Like I said, I don't know. I'm just speaking but um maybe they felt but i don't know for some reason it was like the day two was better so i mean that's just kind of where i where i get this feeling that if it matters well if it matters you know all right so well now you have to describe that you know what makes something matter well i think it matters if it's something that's going to be reoccurring in your life and so this person is a reoccurring person at least for the um, short time and also just experience for building a relationship like that's that's data, you know what I mean? Which that's important. That's your model that you're building. And so for me, um, it's important. Um, and so, so yeah, so that's what's important. So anyway, so it, it, it meant something to me and it mattered to me because it was important to me that that second time I felt like I healed something or fit or something was adjusted. The initial ending of the conversation wasn't so great the last time, but then this time it was better. And maybe next time it'll be even better, you know? And if it's not fine, but, um, like I said, it's like, it's this long term game and to, to, uh, recognize that is difficult, but, you know, just, you know, planting the seeds and, and eventually it'll pay off. And if it doesn't, um, well, it probably will for you because you get data out of it, you know. Uh, and I guess a part of that is also separating yourself from the moment a little bit. Um, separating yourself from your emotions and putting yourself in this grand scheme of things. Like putting yourself on this uh, long-term perspective you know which is something that uh that people say you don't get till 25 horse shit fuck you no i'm just playing um but i am passionate about the fact that i do believe that teenagers can develop uh long-term thinking uh before the age of 25 and i think that we should be more asking why does it seem like the data shows that that uh I'm talking out of my ass right now. I'm just re-saying words. So I could be wrong whenever I say this, but um, I'm pretty sure the prefrontal cortex or whatever is the cortex or brain matter thing that um, that deals with you being able to um, shoot. I think it's memory. I don't know, whatever it is. Like I said, I'm talking about ass. Uh, something that I'm gonna have to look into more for sure. 
uh, especially as I, as these things are so important to me and I'm so interested in them. Like that's definitely something that, you know, I should know more about, but, uh, anyway, but it's, it's the idea that this is long-term, it's this long-term thinking, um, oh, decision-making. That's, that's what I was looking for. The part of the brain that deals with decision-making, I believe it's called the prefrontal cortex. I'm just me. Um, but whatever it is, they say on average it's the age of 25 by the time it is fully developed. And so then a common statement that people say, which isn't incorrect because we have this data, the common statement is that how can you expect something from someone whose brain isn't even fully developed? Well, is it? I don't know. My, I mean, like I said, I don't know. I could be wrong. But I feel like from what I've looked into, I don't believe that the um, that there's any definitive uh, any definitive evidence that a young kid can't start developing these long-term thinking skills. Especially me myself, I feel like I'm a really good example. And maybe once I'm 25, I'll kind of see something and then change my mind about that. But I feel like everything I've been setting up right now is long-term, so how could it not be? Um, but anyway, so I don't know. So I just, I, I just believe, you know, that I believe religiously um, without any true scientific intelligence or, or research. I mean, I've, I've looked into other people's research, but I haven't done my own research. Uh, like studies or anything, long-term studies. And I mean, obviously because I'm 19, it's like, I, you know, I mean, the most that I could have researched anybody is from the day they were born to the day that we are now. So I could have researched people for 19 years, but it's like, you know, I'd be a baby, you know, a baby writing down about the people with me in the NICU, you know what I mean? Um. So anyway, so yeah, but, but, but I, I think we should start asking more, well, why is that? You know, why does it seem or why does the data show that that people on average kind of develop this this part of their brain at this point? And I, I, I guess I guess the question that we should that I think that we should be asking, like I said, I mean, I could be wrong and it, it might even already be answered. Um but I think the question that we should be asking is, is that something that is genetically triggered? Which then, that even gets more compl complicated, and I'll explain that in a second. Not that I really know what I'm talking about, but like I said, I mean, I'll just, I'll just spit up word, I'll just spit up things that I've heard before. Um, and it's something to think about, I guess. Something that I think you should think about, you know. But anyway, because it's something that I've thought about. And if it's useful, well... It's useful. Uh, but anyway, so so genetics gets even more complicated. But even more importantly, is it something that has more to do with experience? That's what I think. I think it has more to do with experience. Like, I think brain develop. Because and, and it's kind of based off of this model idea, too. Because if everything that your brain is doing is making a model and then rewriting that model as you think about it, in your synapses and neurons or whatever. Um, wouldn't it make sense that, you know, as you develop these experiences, create a more complicated, more detailed model 
of the world. It's like you start to develop better long-term thinking skills. So maybe it's more to do with experience. So then how can you get experience for, for people, for kids? And that is a complicated question that I think... Uh, I think it would be way more useful to try and answer that question than to say, well, how wh- how could a kid change whenever their brain is even fully developed? It's like, great, we just gave up, you know, good job. You know, kids are, are stuck with what they have. It's like, how useful is that, you know? Um, it's more like, it's more like slavery, I think. Like, well, we're chained to this, this uh biological system that's only going to happen to us whenever we're about 25 it's like well i guess that sucks for us we just have to wait you know screw that that's a lot that's what i think it's like fuck that you know um and by the way it gets way more complicated whenever you get into genetics because i forgot what it's called but there's the uh, epigenetics um environmental things or stresses put onto your body or brain trigger these these genetic switches to turn on and like i said i have no idea what these genetics genetics uh switches are and what that looks like and how the environment could even do that but like how can your how can your genetics be so intelligent enough to recognize environmental factors and then switch on like that's that's interesting to me but that's just as a point. It just shows my lack of knowledge, you know. Um, so I guess I'm just going to spit up words at you. But, like, that that just makes the whole equation more complicated. So how if there's this genetic switch-on thing that just happens whenever you're 25 years old, it's like, okay, what is that, you know? what Like, what switches that on? And then could we switch that on earlier? And like I said, I mean, there could be... I could be wrong. There could be something that I'm completely missing. Like, for example, is height related to any genetic switches uh i don't know or is that just something that's like there's actually like a clock in your body um that's that's a question that i don't know and that could definitely be um also in relationship to the brain um but i've also seen very impulsive adults and i mean impulsive like unpurposely impulsive because i think it's i think a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of artists can be purposely impulsive for the benefit of themselves, but long-term also on purpose. And, and I mean, that's something different, you know, because um, impulsivity is that thing that gets you from point A to point B without being stopped by fear, you know, um, or at least that's what's been my life. Uh but yeah, I mean, I think that's a good definition for impulsivity. Um, but anyway, so I know I got off topic, but to just get back on topic uh, with the whole thing I was talking about in the beginning, how I feel, just more confident, um, and like I said, I don't know which triggered what, but you know, I've I've definitely it's I've definitely been changed in the fact that. That I look at myself and I just say, like, man, like, just be cool, you know. And what I am is more so what I want to be than what I am stuck with being. 
and there's things that I can do to better fit the person that I want to be. Um, and so it takes work, it takes experience, it takes collecting data, creating models, and putting yourself in situations where you will learn, pressure situations. Um, learn to deal with stress, you know, it's, it's one of the biggest things I've been really, really, really trying to work on. And a lot of times that can be something as simple as just walking up and talking to someone. A lot of times it can be as simple as using your voice. And this is kind of what I wanted to get to because one thing that I really, really want to work on is my ability to entertain with my voice, to be more entertaining for me and for other people because I find myself not wanting to to make people think that I'm a know-it-all. Like, I don't want people to sit there and be like, wow, you know, he's talking, there's all these words, like, she must know it all you know what i mean like i don't want to cross that way so a lot of times like i'll talk in a very more monotone because i don't want people to think that you know whenever i'm saying these things i think i really know them and um like i'm incompetent about it and i'll even change my verbiage to express that you know i'm inconfident about this idea that i've thought about a lot and I realized there's probably better ways to express that, you know, express a humbleness, but also express that this is something that I've heard. I don't know where it comes from, but I think there's something here and maybe it's worth thinking about because it's been useful to me and maybe it could be, be useful to you as well. Um, and I also believe a part of that is being able to use the, uh, I don't know if inflection in my voice is the right thing to say, but I was listening to uh, Conor McGregor. You know, just trash talking. It's beautiful. Beautiful. The way this man speaks is beautiful. And then, you know, Russian. Why do I love Russian so much? It's because it's beautiful. Whenever they talk, it's like it's just dancing. Um, why do we love whenever, like, stereotypical black people talk? Because it's so cool. It's just like. Damn, son. You know, I, like I, don't, I, I couldn't even do it, but um, it's like there's something, there's an art to it, you know. And then you get a boring professor that talks like this, and it's like, shut the fuck up, I don't care. Um, but then you have those teachers, and see, this, this is the perfect example. You have those teachers that, that are so passionate. My math teacher back in uh, my senior year teaching calculus, she was so passionate about math. It made you passionate made you want to be there, you know, feel that. And so that's something that I want to work on. I want to work on using passion in my inflection and also being more confident in me and being able to express what I want to express, that, yes, a lot of these things, like I'm just taking information that's been spit up in my head and I'm not trying to say that I know it and, like I said, it could be wrong, but here's something that I see, you know, and let me know what you see. And if this could possibly be useful for you and whatever, I don't know. But yeah, like I said, so so that's something that I'm gonna be working on, uh, trying to be, um, trying to use my charisma in my voice better. So Chris, I mean, charisma has been the topic of of the past ever since I broke up with Claudia. It's been charisma that's been the focus, um, and it's just been getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And now I'm acknowledging the angels inside of me. Um, Rather than the demons. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I'm about to go eat because I'm hungry. So I'll show you guys later. Appreciate it. If you want to support this podcast, 
you know what to do. The website, actually, the website, like I said, still not up. Bet on me. Um, but 